Welcome to Kingdom Talk Radio Hour with Dennis McCork, founder of God Hope Ministries. Kingdom Talk is where Christ is king, and we are the subjects and citizens of the kingdom of God. Oh, yes, we are. We're here on Kingdom Talk Radio 1550 KXEX, the best talk in town. And it's the best because we're bringing the best news, mm. the good news of the gospel of the kingdom of God on the airwaves here. We are broadcasting right now live in the luxurious Manchester studios, reverberating off the foothills of the Sierra, back into the valley, bringing the good news of the gospel of Christ here. We are a voice in the wilderness. We're pulling out the stops. We are moving forward. The veil has been rent. We have Mm. access to the throne of God today. We come boldly under the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. And this is a time of need, isn't it, brothers? And I'm so grateful to be here today with my co-host, Loto from Loto Ministries. Thank you, Loto. Bless you, Dennis. What an exciting day. It, it really is. And, and and what makes it even more exciting is we have a very special guest here. Yes. Uh, a, a recent but dear uh, friend. Uh, Thank you. Uh, uh, Pastor Jimmy Foote uh, is here today. And we're just so grateful to be able to just gather together in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Yeah. Thank you. Good yeah. to see you today, brothers. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Good to be here. This is exciting for me, too. It is. And there's uh, something in you specifically, you know, Jimmy, that I know the Lord wants to draw out. It says in the, in Proverbs that counsel in the heart of man is as deep waters mm. and a man of understanding draws it out. And that's, that's my heart here today Amen. is to draw from the deep well that God has planted in you and the treasure that you are to me, you know, to Loto, yes. but to this community. And, uh, we're going to, we're going to step into some deep waters together. Uh, and we're going to take a look at uh, the reality of the amazing unity that we have in Christ, um, that we are wanting to demonstrate. The world wants what we have, and they can't find it. They can't find it in Hollywood. They can't find it in psychology. They can't find it in politics. The solution is not in Washington, D.C., is it? No, and it never has been in man's government. Right. Mm. Um, this is... You know, Isaiah speaking, the government shall rest on God's shoulders. Yes. Yes. And that's the ultimate authority. But the the thing that we need to understand is we are God's prophetic people. We're the voice of the true authority. Our headship is the Lord, Jesus. And we know things the governments of the world can never know. But it's our job to make it known because thy kingdom come, thy will be done on Mm. earth. Uh, amen. Of the increase of his government and of his kingdom, there shall be not, not America. No That's right. There's no end to God's kingdom. This kingdom shall be shaken and everything that can be shaken shall be shaken from it, but it shall remain. That's right. Yeah. He, we dwell in the unshakable kingdom. Oh, my Lord. That's a good thing to remind Christians of as we face afflictions and difficulties. Yes. Especially today, right? Oh. With all that's going on, all the confusion, you know, the Tower of Babel, you know, Babel meaning confusion, you know, is is really being built before our very eyes. We're, we're seeing confusion sown with regards to so many areas of sexuality, oh, racial tension, economic confusion, you know, Marxism, you know. Um, and it's really a battle between logos, the word, and chaos. Mm. Yes. The enemy is the chief of chaos. Yes. He's a liar. The father of lies. Yep. He's a murderer from the yeah. beginning. You know, the uh, the Lord 
imprinted something on me as I was driving here just a few minutes ago. And it was the rainbow. So when I got here mm-hmm. to the office, I just opened up a couple of scriptures and looked at that. And, you know, uh, when you talk about chaos and confusion and the perversion of creation, um, we can take the rainbow as a very, you know, good example for the right now. And that rainbow is something that signifies God's covenant, mm. yes. his beauty, yes. his uniqueness. But it's been co-opted by a group of people. Uh, so we see it all the time. But that rainbow speaks of God's many faceted wisdom, his many aspects of his beauty, of his expression of his creation, the uniqueness of each color, all being one band and speaking of God's covenant. You see, we're the people who harbor the truth mm. about the rainbow. Mm. And the world doesn't know it. But if, if we speak it, if we share it, and if we can do that in a loving way, there are many people who only identify the rainbow with what happens on a rainy day when the sun comes out. You can see them in Hawaii or mm-hmm. here in California quite frequently or with a group of people who are not following the dictates of Scripture. And um, this is why this is exactly what you're talking about. It is. And why we are the people of truth. We have to be confident in that. We do, and we need to deliver the goods. God has deposited in us his word, Mm -hmm. understanding, wisdom, and revelation. And we don't want false humility, you know, where, you know, I'm an evangelist, and and, and I have travel uh, sometimes. I I, I go into a city, and I I believe that that being there, the city's going to be impacted. It's not because I'm great. It's not, it's not that, it's not, it's that, that Christ that God is great. God is great. It's Christ in me. Yes. And that the message and the spirit that mm-hmm. God has put in yes. me needs to get delivered and Christ is going to impact that city. That's right. And so, uh, and that's faith. Yes. And so because of faith, then when I step out, then things happen because again, I recognize my brokenness. I do endeavor to live a crucified life. Right. Mm. But from that comes resurrection. And who rises up? Christ in me. That's right. The and hope you of glory. in the hope of glory. Yeah. Thank you. God. And so that's what we're talking about here on Kingdom Talk every Saturday yes. from 12 to 1. And today we're going to zero in on a particular area of confusion because I'm so glad to be with my Pacific Island brother here, <laughs> Loto, and my African American brother, Jimmy, Pastor Jimmy yes. Foote, uh, and myself being a, just a, a, an Irishman. Uh, and, uh, wanting to really talk and go deep uh, on this subject. So it's, it's some deep waters. It might be some difficult things that are brought up, but we've got to look at this because we want to make sure that we are that city set on a hill that cannot be hid. Mm-hmm. We're not going to put our candle under the bushel, you know, that old song, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, you know? And so we're going to let the light shine here today on this uh, important subject that has caused so much confusion and division and it's division in the world, but it's even division in the church. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. You know, and we can't, we can't allow that. We, we, you know, in Ephesians 4, he tells us, uh, the Apostle Paul, by the Holy Spirit, he says, endeavor or make every effort. One translation, the NIV says, make every effort, not some effort, not a little effort, not no effort, every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond, the bond of, peace. of peace. And that's what we're doing here today. We're making every effort to do that. 
And so we want to point out that there's this dynamic, you know, where the term woke has been uh, co-opted by the left. Let's call it what it is. Um, but that term meant something and still means something to the black community that's quite different. And and the woke has has basically used it to divide, uh, use that term to to uh, divide yeah. the church and, and the society. But in the black community originally, where did that term come from? Well, I was, uh, every Friday, my family gets on Zoom, members of my family across the United States, and we pray together. Mm. We've been doing this for a few years. And, uh, and the diversity of our family is probably not unique in America, but there's quite a lot of diversity there. But uh, fundamentally, we are African-American. So, um, of course, I've heard that term woke in so many contemporary contexts. You hear it all the time. Yeah. Uh, with a lot of, much of it as a pejorative, with derision. Um, but after we were praying, my cousin and my, uh, one of my aunts, Aunt Seal and Cousin Darlene, were talking about some racial issues in a, of a political nature. And this was like the post-prayer talk. Mm-hmm. And I was just listening. And then um, they ran into a couple of loggerheads at things, et cetera. But they, it was very friendly conversation. And then the last thing Seal said, well, uh, uh, Darlene said, well, I got to get going. And Seal said, yeah, stay woke. And, and Darlene said, yeah, stay woke. And it was great to hear black people speak that term Mm -hmm. in its original way. Um, And when I say great, I should just say it was a shakeup for me. Because, again, we've heard this context by politicians and Christians and pastors and everybody say this woke ideology and -and so-and-so is woke and it's always so negative. But the term woke originated with the black community as a word that expressed the need to be aware of institutionalized and continuous Mm. racism Mm -hmm. in America. Now, and I'm sure we'll get into CRT and uh, various things like that, but it's important to realize as a believer um, that many believers understand wokeness from that context I just explained to be something that we need to be aware of, that racism is an existing uh, uh, malady in our culture, and it's going to. And unless we understand the various languages of the people who are affected or disaffected in terms of racism, we can't reach that mutual understanding. So for me, it was hearing my relatives use that term um, that way. It really caught my attention, mm. and I said, "Man, I've heard this in such a negative way." Now I'm hearing it from people who are, you know, my family is educated, articulate, diverse, as I said, all those things. But the black experience is a reality to us. It is. And I just think it's important for the body of Christ, whom of whom I'm a part and much of my family is a part, understands that term is a, it's a cheat code. <laughs> yeah. A lot of times it can be a cheat code. Um it can just express a lot of uh, uh hazy things without pinpointing real problems. Yeah. And so we can just wow. we can label something as woke. Oh, that's wow. all woke and we turn it off 
and we ignore the real truth, the real right possibilities that there's some issues. There. And so it covers it up. So, so in other words, uh, what happens with uh, the left and taking that term and co hijacking it? Okay, is that uh, the problem is amongst other things is that is that the overstating of the problem. Now, that there's now so there's there's ditches on both sides of the road. We can understate right. the problem of racism. Or we can overstate it. And what the left does is they overstate it and they are, everything is racist. The country was founded upon racism, the 1619 project, CRT, that if you're white, you're oppressive. So the, what they've done, they've co-opted that term to do what leftists do is they divide and conquer. So they can divide the populace. It used to be economic. Uh, they wanted the, the the oppressed versus oppressor was the the rich versus and so they rose up and they, would, they took the money from the bourgeoisie and then they redistributed the wealth and we have you know uh, a new society. So what they've done is uh, because they recognize the economic dynamics of Marxism have failed. So we're going to do the same thing, but we're going to use race as a wedge between people and we're going to overemphasize it and we're going to then cause division. And we're going to then take over and establish a new order and destroy the foundations of Western Judeo civilization. This is not a conspiracy theory. This is reality. This is what's going on. Now, not everybody who is a liberal is that. But I'm saying there are forces in the body politic, in the powers that be, especially right now in Washington, that are actually have that agenda. And you can, you can call it out and you can actually go to their websites. And we're going to do some of that. We're not talking conspiracies here, but... How do you feel as a black man? Well, let me just say this. So, so, so when, when they say woke to you, you know, it's, it's, some of it is, is, it's just, it's being aware of the reality that racism still exists. Okay. And it's real and, and, and hundred percent agreement. And some of it is also like be woke, be aware, walk circumspectly because you need to be wise as a serpent, harmless as a dove and things like this. Like the reality is, is that be aware that you're in circumstances that you might be with somebody who has authority and it might even be a policeman. And so you better, you better be aware and you better handle yourself properly. Is that a fair understanding of how that term is used? Yes, that is uh, in part, you know, the, the thing I want to express myself, Dennis, Mm. please is the, um, the need for us. When we talk about the left, we also have to talk about the right. Okay. So, for us as believers, we're conservatives uh, when you think of politics mm-hmm. for many of the issues mm-hmm. and the key issues. Yeah. Uh, the key issues that we all agree on would be um, uh, gay marriage or homosexuality. Abortion. Abortion is another one. But there's another there's another one that's a tremendous one, and that's racism. Okay. And when we talk about the right— you have to be very careful of, and I'm speaking as a man of God and a pastor. This is what sure. we are um, um, accountable to God for yeah. is self-righteousness. Well, hello. You know, so the thing is, and this was part of it because, you know, my family, the women I mentioned are Christians and they said, stay woke. Yeah. So in their Christian worldview, they see the reality of racism. They're educated. They're well placed. They're highly, you know, we're all older now. Older now, but they've accomplished many things in their life. So, and they have many friends of various um, ethnicities. So, uh, and this I know, 
and this I know about many black people, extremely diverse in their education and outlook and political views and things of that nature, but they can be on the other side of the aisle because of that issue of racism that's perceived as one that's fraught with much hypocrisy, much, um, uh, you know, even status quo kind of. Well, even when you say how the left has co-opted a term like woke, it's kind of like the gay agenda has co-opted yes. the civil rights per- movement or the uh, rainbow. Like you were talking or the about the rainbow. Okay. Exactly. Right. That's what that's exactly right. And this is what what black people have felt. It's not just, you know, slavery and Jim Crow and segregation. That's reality. But it's it's the the many slights or the usage of our experience to further other people's goals. That's the goals. thing. That's yeah. what I, that's what I really want us to focus on here. Again, yeah, as 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 a black man to see see the civil rights movement co-opted by the LBGTQ movement. As somehow that's a, a equivalent and that Martin Luther King would be out there marching with them. I don't no, I don't think so. I don't think so. This no, no. And you know, I, I think I might have mentioned to you back in the 80s, I was living in the San Francisco Bay Area and there was a um, uh, at San Jose State. I read this article. Uh, San Jose State had a meeting of this traveling group of pro homosexual. You know, that was their agenda mm-hmm. to promote homosexual things. And so they came and the, the black students were there and they were being told by this group of pro homosexual folks um, that they're ex- that they are just like black people in terms of oppression and everything wow. else that upset those black students mm-hmm. and me as well. It should, yeah, and it should because that that's one of the that was one of their tricks <laughs> mm-hmm. that they promoted and they've reached that status because they're now they now have minority status status right. They've been granted that by our government as if that lifestyle is the equivalent of one's. Uh, 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 I want to say ethnic, ethnic origin, uh, and so, so this is this is really important to understand yeah. that um, that 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 here's something that is a real issue with regards to needing some uh, addressing and some correction on with regards to continuing to advance the cause of uh, you know. A re- eradicating racism and it ends up being co-opted by another movement. It takes the energies and the efforts and the focus on the real problem and ends up going over here. And I just want to say this, we are pro LBGTQ people. We are anti uh, the lifestyle and, and sin. So we are absolutely the true pro LBGTQ people because we love them enough to speak the truth. And so, and so, but with regards to uh, that term and how that it's been co-opted, it really does come down to when we're looking at this, we need the wisdom of God. We, we have to, first of all, uh, go before the Lord and let him scourge us. You know, if we have any tinge of any sort of bias, prejudice or racism and, and let the Lord bring us to that place of real radical humility and love for our brothers. So that, that has to be done. You know, it says the time has come that judgment must begin in the, in the house, house of, the Lord. of God. And if it first begin at us, then what shall be of those that obey not the gospel? And if the righteous scarcely be, see, be saved, where shall the sinner and the ungodly appear? Mm. So we, we, we are you know, being brought into judgment and the light's being shined on our own hearts. And, and I'll say this too. Just as God used Babylon and 
an evil nation in Assyria to chasten the kingdom, the people of God, Israel. I believe some of the overreaction to racism and even some of the use of wokeism, God can use a, a, a movement that is misdirected, that is evil, to chasten the church, to make sure that every last vestige of any prejudice, any racism is, 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 is driven and purged from the church herself. You know what makes racism such a thorny issue is because uh, we're all sinners. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And me harboring um, animosity toward white people or brown people or yellow people or any other people because of slights, hurts, Mm. unfairness in my own life has to be released. I mean, this is this is the reality of life. You know, we, we were talking before you said, okay, your your ethnicity is um, is Irish. Well, the Irish have many reasons to be mm-hmm. hurt historically about oh, things yeah. that have happened to them. Yeah. And they have a story to tell about coming to the new world and what they slavery. encountered. In Irish, slaves. Irish slavery is a reality. Yeah. Um, uh, Thank you for acknowledging that. Yeah, it's, it's a reality. And Loto, you know. Mm-hmm. You're a man of color as well. Mm-hmm. You're not only that, you've also had to deal with what's happened to your eyes. Mm-hmm. And there's there's sin. Sin takes all different forms, and we've all sinned. So here's the challenge I personally face is all the things I've, I've faced in my life, um, good and bad, have to be brought under the lordship of Jesus Christ. And my reaction to all Everything. of them has to be through the empowered by the holy spirit oh, that's the challenge for the church bullseye so we can't we can't like be mad we can't bullseye. harbor anger and about things that happened 100 years ago or an hour ago we've got to continue to walk in love and that's Praise the God. challenge for each one of us yeah is that before the lord we walk in love before toward everybody god and, almighty yeah so i mean when I see, uh, and I have seen the KKK come to our town before, mm-hmm. I have seen the brown shirts on the streets of Milwaukee, Nazis. Some of the guys, one of the Nazis, turned out to be a, a former neighbor of ours and our neighbor. We used to play together, mm. and now he became a Nazi. This is going back a number of years. But it was amazing to see um, how the false ideologies of this mm, world and lies and ca- yeah they capture people but then deception what do we know you guys what do we know from scripture mm. from ephesians 6 we're not wrestling against the nazis the that, kkk we're wrestling against the rulers the authorities in the heavenly realms who seek to kill steal and destroy and divide bullseye again i want to say this you know um, as a uh, young teenager like 12 years old or so, right in there, 11, 12. Uh, my brother, older brother, uh, was a music, is a musician, and uh, he was in his Volkswagen bug. This is in the 70s. That's mm-hmm. how old I am. Uh, and um, he was in Oakland, and he got shot in the head by a black man in a McDonald's there in Oakland, backing out. He had some of his equipment in the back, and he got shot in the head. And he kept, he just turned around. He got shot in the back of the head. He drove a block, passed out, and then they took him to the hospital. We got a call at like 3 in the morning. And my parents went to the hospital. And they came back 
in the morning and uh, and uh, he was he was served the the bullet lodged in his neck it went down into his neck and uh, he's still with us today he's got the bullet in his neck today they left the bullet in wow. and uh, he's perfectly fine he's perfectly fine he lived but you know that morning my Irish Catholic parents uh, I'm not Catholic today but I was raised that. I'm wearing green today, by the way. I didn't even choose that. Oh. Um, uh, is that uh, they 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 had us? We we all prayed for the man that shot my brother, mm. and I'm grateful for that. Yes, Thank you. and so um, so we have to we have to recognize the frailty and the brokenness of humanity, and that this is a sin problem. No one race has the corner on the market on racism. It's whoever's in power. Whoever has the authority, whoever has the, the money and the guns is where that sin manifests, manifests most prominently because they have the wherewithal to enforce their racism. That's the, so if, if blacks were in charge, if, if, if we just basically took uh, people from Africa and gave them the, 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 the authority in America and just said, you run the country, I can pretty much guarantee you things would, would be problematic. Okay. Now, so we got a bunch of Europeans that came over and things are problematic, but there were some principles of uh, limited government, separation of powers, constitutional republic, um, you know, Bill of Rights, you know, all of that. Uh, uh, and the, the foundational fear of God. The Judeo-Christian influence. Yes. The, the, now, we're not saying that America was ex- you know, uh, exclusively Christian, it was a huge influence. There was other, it was a confluence of ideas. There's enlightenment ideas, Renaissance ideas. There was other ideas, but largely, largely, if not mostly really Judeo-Christian foundation. So, so that's what we're talking about is wanting to, first of all, demonstrate that in the kingdom so that we can go out into the world and point people to Jesus because we're showing, wow, what you're looking for, you're, you're trying to find it in these ideologies. Really, lies, deceptive ideologies like CRT uh, and such, rather than the gospel of Jesus Christ. But Loto, you know, you, 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 you've been in the hood once before, haven't you? I think you drove through once there one day. Twice. Once or twice. You kind of yeah. walked walk through there one day. Skateboarding through it. You oh, know, and, and so, you yeah. know, so and, yeah. and you might know a little bit about some uh, gangs and such and what the, what's the ethos there and, mm-hmm. and what, what goes on. But, but how, how have you, in your own heart, yeah. how, how has God dealt with some some potential bitterness or hatred towards yeah. other races or whatever. What's going on with you? So so first of all, out there in the hood, I hear they don't use words like ethos. I think. <laughs> 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 but uh, no, this is a. Ama- I love this discussion, and this is how how we address, and this is where we bring healing. Is we need to talk more. You know, uh, there's some who does who'd rather not talk about racism and all that. But but really, we're not talking about racism. Racism. We're talking about love and hate. You know, that's and, the and, bottom and line. Those, it's a those are two divisions. You yeah, know, yeah. it's not right, left. It's not you know, white, black. It's not. It's not that. It's it's love and hate. You know, yep. um, and 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 we Straight do need to talk about it because we're we're taught to not talk about these things. You yeah, know? you don't bring these things up. However, the other side gets to say all oh, they want to say. Exactly, they, they get to just push their you know narratives. You know, and, and all that. And, and I say other side. You know, because other side doesn't, it's not just Democrat, you know, it includes all parties, it includes, every, you know, all races, you know. Um, 
I do want to say something I believe will be encouraging, you know, is uh, going back to the rainbow. And thank you for pointing that out, Pastor Jimmy, you know, and even woke and how it, it's been co-opted. This, uh, those two things right there, those two terms, if you guys are correct, those are perfect examples and great examples of Genesis fifty twenty, where where Joseph told his brothers who was trying to kill him at one point, and he says, man, don't, you know, hey, I, don't be afraid for what you meant for evil, God meant it for good. And so the awesome yeah. thing is when people right. see the rainbow now, they, they see it the way it's portrayed now. You know, they don't see it the way so much that we were, uh, we, we saw it growing up, you know, because again, it's been co-opted. And so people, you know, you know, you'll have Christians thinking like, Oh man, that rainbow, you know, is, is meant for evil. No, 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 no. It originally was meant for good. It was, and, and it kind of even makes me laugh now to think about it with, with folks who, who's, who's, uh, uh, you know, generally anti God. You know, or, or, or walks away from the uh, biblical values. It, it's hilarious to me of all the symbols of all the things they could have picked. They picked, you know, something that represents the grace of God and the promise of God. And so, you know, I sit here and I say, Hey, put up all the rainbows, put up all the rainbows you can put up, put rainbows on your shirts, put rainbows on your hats, put them everywhere because somebody's going to ask about the real story about the rainbow. And as Christians, we have to be ready to tell that story. Uh, uh, somebody has to tell, you know, uh, they're going to start talking about being woke and, and we'll have uh, uh, people like uh, Pastor Jimmy's family, you know, who will be able to explain, you know, uh, I, I said this all the time. One thing that you do not do in a debate is you do not let the opponent define the terms of the words that That's you're going right. to use. You That's never right. allow you. Once you yep. let them do that, they own the conversation. You you gave up the conversation now, as far as racism uh, and, and, you know, uh, prejudice. You know, um, uh, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I, I experienced racism growing up, you know, but I didn't experience it the way. Maybe my fathers did, my forefathers, you know, uh, 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 ancestors did. And here's the thing. It would, I understand, you know, the, the suffering. I, I, I'm, I'm not belittling the suffering that, that our ancestors went through. But why am I going to give up my joy and my peace? Thank you. Why am I going to give up uh, my, 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 my right mind um, and the joy of loving whosoever? And the, the joy of experiencing peace with the whosoever for something I never experienced, for something that was never really done to me. Mm. Now, 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 I understand it. And, and man, I, I thank you, Pastor Jimmy. You hit it right on, on, on the money. As far as, man, we have to, um, we have to walk, you know, in, in, in grace and be understanding, you know, and that we do have to let, you know, uh, uh, allow ourselves to let certain things go. Because we yeah. cannot hold on to those things, because those things do nothing for us. But 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 make it, it's so unhealthy. It fixes nothing. It fixes nothing. But if we err on the side of love, if we err on the side of grace, if we err on the side of forgiveness, man, that does a lot more to heal our community than than holding on to the past, than holding on to you know. And, and then and then also, the other thing that that we need to uh, get a grip on is the truth. We have to be honest with ourselves. You know, my, my folks, you know, hey, man, white man, you know, came over, you know, to the islands, you know, and bought us these diseases and took over and this, this and that. As if, what were we doing before they came? <laughs> we weren't having powwows with, you know, with other tribes. We were trying to take out other tribes, you know. The, the, the white guy just came with guns. That's, that's, that's that, you know, and, the power. And, you know, they had the power, you know. 
Um, you know, and, and, and I love my First Nation folks. I love my uh, Native Indians, you know. Hey, man, if they would have came to my island, I'm pretty sure they probably would have. They had arrows. Mm-hmm. They had arrows, you know. Uh, they had bows and arrows. We didn't have no bows and arrows, but, you know, back, back in the islands, you know. So, you know, but, but the thing is, you know, we have to be honest with ourselves, you know, but I, I, I truly believe we, we, we got to move forward and, and, and we have to be willing to, 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 to forgive and be understanding that, yes, every mess does have its, uh, its mess. That is not an excuse for anything wrong that was done to us mm-hmm. or our ancestors. But the reality is, if we're going to move forward, we have to do exactly that. We have to move forward. What the enemy meant for evil, God turned for good. God's doing something in our midst, in the kingdom of God, and bringing about real radical uh, reconcil- unity mm-hmm. uh, in, in Christ. And and so, uh, you know, it's 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 critical to to be aware of, of what's going on and not let them co-op. Let me just share this real quick on the rainbow thing. You talked about taking opportunity. I've walked into, I remember uh, on um, Gay Pride Week uh, at a Starbucks up in Northern California, there was rainbows throughout the store. So I went to the, I went to the front counter. I asked for the manager. And so I was, you know, just there was other customers around and I was very clear. I said, I want to thank you so much mm. for p- posting rainbows throughout the store here today. I want to commend you for that because it really reminds me of the fact where the rainbow came from and how that we see in the scriptures that God put that rainbow as a covenant that he will never destroy the earth again in water. So it really reminds me of God's grace and his love for, for, for humanity. Thank you so much for putting the rainbow up. I know they didn't give you a free latte after that. <laughs> <I did not. laughs> That's just the evangelist and rebel in me. That, that yeah, I, I love that about Christianity. I love the countercultural, turn the world upside down dynamic. That's really, I, I love it. Yeah. I, I, God made me this way. I don't apologize yeah. for it. I want to do it in love, but I just love how we push back. We speak the truth to power. We're going against the tide. We're, we're rising up in Christ, in love, Amen. but in truth and boldness Man. to proclaim the gospel of the kingdom of God. And, you know, this Brother. is not the end of the program, I don't think, but we win. Exactly. And Come that's on. one of the things. So this is the Christian walk. Okay, we look around. This is what um, CRT and all critical theories do. That's good. They identify a problem. Now, they have the wrong worldview about mm, right. it. Right. But they identify that there is a problem, racism or, you know, gender thing or misogyny or whatever it might be. Um, now, how they approach it. But the thing is, we as believers, we see the problem of sin. We've seen what it produces. And God has given us his spirit to be able to solve problems yes. in the world. Amen. And as the problems are being addressed with joy with yes. courage with energy that comes from above people are attracted to that you know it just popped in my mind but remember that movie saving private ryan mm-hmm. and remember that sniper who was a believer he was a sniper yes oh he was the mm-hmm. yeah main that was the, the, the one of the main things yeah yeah it was a powerful role because we rarely see mm. a from hollywood we rarely see a bold warrior for God. Mm. And he was on the right side. He was, you know, fighting against the Nazis. Access of evil. Yeah. But he had courage. He had boldness. He had confidence in his God. Right down, spoiler alert, 
to his last breath, right? Oh, yes. And it's important that we remember that we're in this battle, but we have a joy Mm. that comes with the confidence of knowing that we are victorious in all things in Christ. We're more than conquerors in Christ. So whatever we attack, we attack it like we're going to win. Hey, we're going to defeat COVID. We're going to defeat abortion. Mm. We're going to defeat our children being you know, drag to drag queens. Right. <laughs> we're yes. going to defeat these things in Christ. Yes. These are manifestations of evil, but we're part of the body of Christ and we're here to proclaim the glory of God. And that's what we're going to see in this world. Jesus is going to come in and finish yeah. the job. He's going to yeah. do the yes. job. But our job in the meantime is making sure righteousness is seen and prevails against the forces My. of darkness. Amen. So we Amen. need to be confident that what we see as sin is sin. Yes. Expose the deeds yes. of darkness. Yes. Approach them. Pray for the people who are ensnared by them, whether it's the gay agenda, whether it's a woman who's had multiple abortions, what the homeless guy down the street or across the street from us, whatever it, whatever it is. And then we address these things in the spirit and in the natural. And that's what's so exciting about this life. It's not just a job. It's an adventure. And God (laughs) is looking for a few good men and women. Thank you, Lord. And uh, that's the thing is that uh, John Wesley said, uh, all we need to do to win the world is set ourselves on fire and let the world come to watch, you know. And and that's really uh, one of the gifts is, is that courage. God has not given us the spirit of fear. But a power and of love and of self discipline and self sound mind self discipline. Man, and that so, is so good. So so yeah. So that's the beauty. I love that aspect mm-hmm. of 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 being a Christian and and young people. They they want something. They, they don't want to go sit on a harp on a sit on a cloud playing a harp. You know, they want they want excitement. They want to be challenged. They want to challenge others. That's and right. That's what real biblical kingdom Christianity is. You know where you find people like that. Um, I was so excited as I was hanging around missionaries. So I did some mm. short-term missions. And then later on here in Fresno, um, I got connected with some missionary organizations, and they would bring these missionaries um, into Fresno for R&R, and they would hire me to uh, do worship for them. So I got to know these missionaries from all over the world. Mm-hmm. And um, what I found out is many of them were military folks former military mm. and they got saved and they uh they served their country and they served the Lord and now they're continuing to serve in the mission field. These are some of the hardiest, strongest, more focused, adventurous individuals you meet. And to me Boy. that's a real great picture. Look at Paul, the apostle. Oh my gosh. This guy traveled the world, the Beaten. known world, proclaiming the gospel, going to where he knew he was going to be rebuffed, but also they were, he would bear fruit there. Shipwrecked. Yes. Yeah. Beaten. Yeah. You know, uh, fastings. Yeah. Awake, wake, waking all night and all of these things. But are, what a strong-willed, adventurous man Oh, my was. gosh. A man's you know, man. A man's man. Took a beating, got up, and went for more. It went for more. Joyfully. Literally. Joy the message of life. Yes. So wherever he was, whether he was chained up in the prison. Yes. Wow. Whatever. People got saved. Yeah. They got delivered. because of that. He was on fire, yes. and they came to watch him burn. Yes. You know, it's just amazing to think about, and that's what we're called to do here on Kingdom Talk. Not just Kingdom Talk, but in our homes, uh, on the street corner, at the grocery store. But uh, Kingdom Talk here every Saturday from twelve to one. 
uh, on fifteen fifty KXCX, Lord the best God. talk in town. And then we have Kingdom Talk two point now mm-hmm. from from one to two with Pastor Charlie Avila. We're going deeper into uh, the things of God's Word and Kingdom Talk two point So every Saturday from twelve to two, uh, we're really wanting to. Uh, build up and buttress our identity in Christ as citizens of the kingdom, uh, really relishing in the treasures of the riches of the glory of the inheritance of the saints, and have that strong uh, sense of God's love and acceptance. And then from there, go out filled with the Spirit, as Pastor said earlier, to be filled with the Spirit is so key, and then go out and turn the world upside down with the gospel of the kingdom of God. Amen. And so moving along here, you know, it is that division that the enemy wants to cause. He wants to separate us from God and from one another. And um, what happens is, like with CRT, is that there's an overemphasizing of race. Now, again, there's a ditch on the other side, and that's say, oh, this, that's not a problem. It never was a problem. You know, no, no, we're not, we're not saying that. Mm-hmm. It's a real problem. Racism is a problem. It still is a problem today. But what happens is... Um, and I, I do say the left because the left has really gone off the edge. Uh, conservatism can, if it goes extreme, there are expressions of that today. Uh, the right can be very dangerous as well when it goes to an extreme. But the, the real extremism is on the left largely. And so what they're doing is with CRT is it's creating tribalism and division, identity politics and hatred. Yes. And that's what we're trying to root out, make sure that we don't get caught up into that spirit, uh, you know, for sure, and, and have the spirit of Christ as we take a stand. How many times, brothers, have in life somebody's approached you and despite your color or your your gender or whatever, they commented on your spirit? Mm. Mm. I mean, has that happened in your life before, Loto? Mm-hmm. Yeah, where somebody said, I could... I knew there was something different about you. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Yes. I I think the mature Christian um, emanates the glory of God through their bearing, through their very countenance, through their life. Yes. Um, And I think that should be the goal of every believer. So I've heard people say many times, well, Jimmy, I, I don't see color. I'm colorblind. Well, no, you're not because... I mean, if I was, if I was, you know, if I wanted to be prickly about it, I could say, well, then you're ignoring my life experience mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. what I, you know, you're, 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 you're diminishing me by that. No, no. Here's what we want people to see. We want them to see Jesus in us and that Jesus, and this glorifies God. Getting back to the rainbow, the covenant rainbow, it's multicolored, mm-hmm. you know, the expression of the, divergence of God's creation. This is what human beings express. All the shadings, the colorings, the language. You know, God did have the last word at the Tower of Babel, right? He put down this essentially what was a rebellion. Mm -hmm. He got the people to do what he told them to do in the first place. I want you to take over the whole world. I don't want you to gather here on the plains of Shinar and build a big New York City. I want you to go around the world and and subdue the earth and take dominion of it. But they're trying to make a name for themselves. Yeah, He says, look, I'm going to accomplish my goals 
by giving by confusing your language. And you're going to have to go in little packs with people who speak your own language. Mm. In other words, people who are your same color or who look like you, Mm -hmm. that type of thing. And so they did that. They did that as, but God in his grace did that. That was his grace at work. And we need to see that our uniqueness, um, our differences are part of his grace as well. It allows us to be different than our brother or sister and still discover that they are our brother and sister as we mature in Christ and reflect the glory of God. And love them as they are, you know. That's right. And so, so now I can see how someone would say, I'm I'm colorblind when it comes to making a decision about hiring somebody. I'm going to be colorblind with regards to my magnanimity, my 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 generosity. Yes, okay, yes. but but if you're going to go uh, with a friendship or a relationship as a brother or sister in Christ, then we do need to honor one another's heritage and ethnicity. Yes, and you're right. Yeah. So, right. so, 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 so it's, it depends on how that's used. Right. So we do need to kind of parse that a, a, a little bit. You know, well, you, you mentioned that. I'm sorry, Lodo. No, no, you go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that um, affirmative action. Gosh. Uh, the concept, the the uh, the root of that. Well, I mm-hmm. shouldn't say the root, but a foundation motive, of that. The motivation originally. Yeah, it's like, okay, let's even the playing field for minority. Yeah. And, uh, and so you look at the color of people. And you open the door that may have been barred to them. And uh, that's essentially what affirmative action did with education and, and job hiring and those kind of things. And it's just really, it's difficult uh, in our culture because we're always taught about color. Uh, even in our yeah. discussions, we say, uh, I've talked to my kids and they're, they're telling me about the people in their world. Or are they black or white? <laughs> Yeah. Because it makes a difference. Yeah, it's, because it's, it's there's reality. a culture there. Yeah, there's a culture at work there. If you are a person of color, first of all, um, you're seen as a person of color. Experiences happen yeah. to you. Yeah, and then the darker you are, mm-hmm. the more those experiences can be very stark mm-hmm. in your life, mm-hmm. and that is true. And the other side of it is. All those comic book superheroes mm-hmm. we pay 10 bucks to watch in the movies yeah. now, I grew up watching them, buying the comic books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what were the heroic? Who was Captain America? Mm-hmm. Blonde, blue-eyed. All yeah. of them. Yeah. He couldn't have been black. Now, to make a black superhero now is it shows a different world, mm-hmm. uh, which is something I know that you're very keen on saying. Man, the progress we've made in all aspects of our culture. There's so many great things to tell. That's but, important to recognize the progress we have made against racism and how yeah. we have come a long way. We haven't arrived, but we've come a long way, so we, we don't lose credibility, yes. I was in a quick story. I was in um, Zimbabwe. I was part, I was the drummer in an uh, American band who went over there to minister to the young people and at the schools, youth groups and all that. I spent an entire summer there. The lead singer, Janine, was blonde, blue-eyed blonde. The uh, bass player... Uh, was a Latino, darker skin. I'm a black drummer, the uh, keyboard player, tall white guy, guitar player, another white guy. And so we looked like America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. We kind of did. And um, with one of our host families, our and this is what Janine told me, blonde, blue-eyed Janine, she told me this later. She said she was telling me about how it is here in Africa 
and that um, and she said, well, you've got the the Africans. And now this is a white lady who was born in Africa, two or three generations in Africa, but they always called themselves Europeans, okay, not Africans. So there's the black African and then there's the colored who are mixed race okay. or Indian in origin. And then there's the whites. Mm-hmm. And he and she said to Janine, she said, and you're at the top of it because you're blonde and blue eyed. And Janine was telling me this story and she says, but Jimmy, I don't want to be that. Mm. She said she didn't want to be identified as being better at the top of the totem pole because of that. And that was her faith speaking mm-hmm. as well. And this is what, though, a lot of people, I know I'm talking about Africa there, but that's what a lot of people are taught. And so when they look at me, in many cases, they assume, oh, low education level, poor, Mm -hmm. uh, limited experiences. And when I began to tell people my life experiences, quite diverse and used to be unique, not so much anymore. But these are the things that we face Within the body of Christ, that's true. Now, now, as that, well as in the world, well, that is so true. And the thing is, is that that has been lessened, though. It used to be that automatically. I think more and more. So here's what happens: there are situations that happen. Let's just take a police situation. Which, by the way, you know, um, I, I whenever I see a police officer, whenever I can, I, mo- lot, a lot of the time, anyways, I'll I'll thank them for their service. I I really appreciate law enforcement and what they go through because the vast majority of them are amazing. And, but, but when we get, we see a situation with a black man and a white cop and something happens, um, a lot of times what happens is, is racism is called out when it's not there. Yes. absolutely. And what happens as well is racism is racism is not called out when it really is there. Yes. So in our, we have to be quick to not be rushing to judgment. And so you might even come into encounters where you meet somebody in your mind, you're thinking that they're thinking that you are low educated, but they're actually, that's the farthest thing from their mind. You're responding from a history, but you may be accurate as well. I'm just saying though, what can happen is, you know, the past doesn't always dictate the future. Well, I past performance. They say that when you invest past performance does not guarantee Yeah, future, future right? results. Yeah, 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 exactly. You know, that's true. And this is why you're slow to speak and quick to hear. Yeah. And so you don't jump to conclusions. Right. Um, but I'm just saying that based on, you know, I, I love people, first of all, and I enjoy and I've always been that way, just kind of enjoy engaging them. And you sit down and have a good discussion with somebody. But there's just been some times where people you could see that they're prejudiced now. That term prejudice is one that we can all embrace. We're all prejudiced about something, right? And I think Coke that, versus Pepsi, whatever. Yeah. I, I think that, and again, here's the human part of this. Um, to everybody listening, listen, God knows your heart and he knows your, the intents of your heart. And he knows what you know and what responsibilities you have, whether you grasp them or you shirk them, mm-hmm. you know. So God knows. So what we do is we have an opportunity to love people despite microaggressions, uh, perceived um, slights that may not be real, my own failures of perception or my testy heart or my wounded heart that sometimes may snap at somebody. I'm just speaking generally. But these are the responsibilities we have no matter what our skin color age, ethnicity, nationality, 
It doesn't matter that everybody has some kind of cross to bear. I'm mm-hmm. a black American, and my some of my crosses are well documented. Mm-hmm. But does that mean I have fewer crosses or a, a lighter cross or a heavier cross to bear than Loto does? Mm-hmm. Or than you do. And that's the point right there. Thank you. Our humanity is conceived in sin. And and this whole world, the older we get, what do we find? Mm. This world is messed up, man. Man. I long for heaven more than ever before. Amen. We realize everybody is hurting because of something. Maybe I'm hurting because I'm black, but maybe you're hurting because you're blind. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm hurting because somebody called me a bad word when I'm walking down the street. But maybe there's a beautiful blonde girl over there who's hurt because men have used her and abused her because she looks good all their life. Everybody is facing some attack by the devil, the world, and the flesh. Maybe you registered as a Republican. You're called a MAGA. (laughs) A MAGA. The president president gets up there and, and insults all of us who disagree with him politically mm-hmm. and maybe side with Trump in at least some issues. We're we're extremists because we believe in traditional marriage? Come on. You mentioned the president. I have to mention this. This just came across the wire here. So Biden marks International Transgender Day of Visibility by blasting Republicans for targeting trans youth. So this is how the enemy works. That's why we have to unpack some of these things, yes. you know, is, is the reality is we are absolutely for the youth. And we are for uh, their sanity and wholesomeness and want the absolute best for youth. That's why we stand against the left pushing an agenda to sow gender confusion into the hearts of children and affirm them in their insanity or their neurosis or their sin. And so we, we, we got to call it out. I mean, this is the president. This is the man so-called of the free world. This used to be the most powerful man in the world. And he's spending his efforts and his energies the man is duped. He's hoodwinked, and I, I pray for him. I, I feel sorry for him uh, at, because I would not want to face God uh, under these circumstances. I hope he finds repentance. Um, he claims to be a good Catholic. I'm not seeing the fruit. And Can Jesus, I say this? Please. Um, Jesus said, if anybody causes one of these young ones to stumble, these little ones to stumble, yeah. it better. it's better if a millstone yes. was hung around his yeah. neck. That's... Now, we can't, we got to remember, Jesus wasn't just talking about these dirty old men, mm. you know, in the back alleys trying to, you know, kidnap a child yeah. or these people. He's talking about people with authority and power. There you go. And, and the president and those with him are causing little ones to stumble. They are, and they need to be called out so they can repent. This I is hope the prophetic finds, nature of the church. I hope he finds repentance and, and, and makes a clarion call to repentance for our nation because Amen. to somehow couch that as that if you're against the promoting of gender ideology in the grade-level schools without the parents' knowledge or giving them access to that information as being uh, targeting trans youth in, in hate. No, it's the motivation is love, and it's enough to speak the truth. Yeah, you know this. This the this it, it really points to something else very alarming. You know, okay, his Christianity is one thing, but my goodness, what about humanity? He's saying this right after the shooting in Nashville. Exactly. I mean, imagine how the family feels oh, uh, of those who lost you know loved ones during that shooting. 
Now, 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 getting back to, to what we're talking about, you know, with, with, with racism. But that's, that's shooting, though. Just to be clear, it was a transgender man. Yes. When it, and then the, the, the yeah. media, the, the massive media has been trying to couch it as somehow yeah. that, that they literally couched that in the context of a bill that was passed in that state, basically protecting children. Yeah. And saying that almost trying to justify that those, it's, it's a tacit uh, connection that they make. I literally yes. heard one newscaster that made this statement about the, the murder. And then he said, literally in the same breath, same sentence, you know, he's saying that that bill was passed uh, yeah. again, against, you know, supposedly against transgenders. But yeah. Well, see, see, so so, so yeah. the thing is with, with racism, yeah. if we're really going to get rid of racism, we have to figure out a way to get all the money out of it. There you go. Because racism Follow the is money. Big, buzz, big business. Follow the money. It's, it's, it's big business. You know, you got, you got drug hustlers and you got race hustlers, you know. And so the thing is, you know, but, but I say that to say this, um, Pastor, you said something earlier about, uh, you know, a certain group finding, um, the problem, identifying the problem. Uh, you know, and I, I believe for us, you know, we're, we're, we're the ones that find the answer. The thing is, you have a group of people who's always trying to create victims. Yeah. They have to create victims to stay in business. Victimizing is a very good business too, you know, when it comes to making money. Um, and so, so that, you know, that, those are some of the other things that we have to be honest about and, and acknowledge, you know, that, man, you know, there's different motives behind this. And not everybody that's a racist advocate, you know, is for racial, racial uh, advancement, you know. Um, and then another thing that I wanted to point out, too, is uh, you, got, you guys uh, uh, pretty much uh, 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 pointed, pointed it out, but I want to be a little bit more direct in that we do have to celebrate our differences. And I don't think um, part of that celebrating differences requires uh, diminishing other people's differences. Mm, I don't right. think in order for us to honor our, our black heritage or Polynesian or Irish, I don't think that means that we have to go and step on everybody else, you mm, know? Right. Mm. And I think that's something that, that, you know, that we're taught as kids, you know, that man, you know, well, I'm better than that person because I'm this. So, you know, and so it's totally the other, the other side of the pendulum, you know? Absolutely. But, What's happening is there's a swapping out of yes. one racism for another yeah. racism. And that's what CRT does. It's basically a form yes. of racism. Some aspects, not all aspects. Yeah. Some aspects of it, yeah. So, so, so okay. So, talk, you know, back to the whole fight. You know, there's a group that has to find victims. So, before it was, it was what? It was uh, black versus white. Well, then we got the civil rights. Then it's uh, the rich versus poor. Yeah. And then you have uh, the NFL and NBA raising a <laughs> uh, millionaire, you know, black folk, right? Yeah. yeah black athletes, you know. So and they got so the, yeah, and then, and then and the entertainment, you know, and and they they they're so out of pocket, they literally have to create victims out of a theory now. Now it's the critical racist theory. Now yeah. now they have victims in theory, you know. But and it's sad because they do point out a, a problem that's very important. But but it's sad that that they figured out how to monetize, so it's no longer about advancing the conversation or advancing the healing. For a lot of folks, it's like how much you know. Well, what other group can we? It just becomes a fundraising thing. Well, that's the thing. We're advancing healing here on Kingdom Talk yeah. every Saturday from twelve to one. One thing that you've proven, uh, Pastor, today is that uh, we just scratching the surface. We 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 just just getting <laughs> that's started. Really real. I mean, yeah. we literally we had pages and pages of things we were talking about. We're on page one. <laughs> yeah. So it's really a privilege to have you on, Pastor Jimmy Foot from Revival Center, Breaking Free, Breaking Revival, Free Center. Revival Center in Fresno. When do you guys meet? Um, we're meeting on Sunday at ten a.m. Okay. We're at thirty-five ten North Millbrook. 
Yes. Uh, just Fresno. north of Shields. Awesome. Right Middle there in Fresno. Yeah. It's a beautiful building. I, I love being there with you. Uh, and uh, we're just grateful. We're just full of the joy of the Lord. Amen. Uh, he is our strength, and we're moving forward in the power of the Holy Spirit. May you be blessed. Stay tuned because Kingdom Talk 2.0 is about to get started here. We love you. We bless you, and we'll talk to you soon. God bless.